Hello, and welcome to PCB Chat, where we talk with experts across the printed circuit design, manufacturing, and electronic supply chain fields. I'm Mike Buteau, Editor-in-Chief of PCDNF and Circuits Assembly. When you think of electronics manufacturing, South America isn't the first region that comes to mind, and Colombia even less so. That's why I'm excited to speak with today's guest. Jorge Cardona is CEO of Invertronica Group. Invertronica is a Medellin-based conglomerate founded in early 2003. It includes several companies involved in the design, prototyping, and manufacturing of electronics products. And they can move fast, 24 hours from design to assembly. Jorge, thank you for joining us on PCB Chat. Thanks, Mike, for having me here. It's a great honor uh, to have the opportunity to talk to you, my friend. And uh, I'm glad to, to be here and share some of the things that we do here. Thank you. Let's start by talking about the business environment in Colombia, and then we'll dive into what the Invertronica group of companies does. What end markets are strong there? There, there is uh, many different perspectives when we want to analyze uh, economics in Colombia. However, we today, as far as now we have some industries that are strongest than other ones. Like for example, uh, we have the automotive industry focused on uh, motorcycles. We produce around 800 to 1 million, 1 million motorcycles a year. And um, we have several factories and uh, that industry is, is very mature here in Colombia. Another industry that is uh, very strong here in Colombia is the construction. Uh, where we have some of the largest uh, concrete uh, companies in the world, as uh, Argos Group or uh, uh, even uh, other companies like Glass Companies, which is Technoglass, which is one of the biggest uh, glass factories worldwide. And uh, we have other industries as well. And uh, obviously, commodities is, is, is a pretty much a good and a strong uh, industry here. We have carbon, gold, uh, oil, and gas. And the energy sector is, is also very strong because we, fortunately, we have a lot of natural resources and we generate a lot of electricity, uh, not only for Colombia, we also export energy to other countries in the region. So those have been for, for a long time some of the main uh, uh, main industry topics. And recently, we can name uh, tourists as uh, one of the industries that have been growing a lot. And, uh, and technology, um, let's say that more or less 10 years ago, we started to create uh, uh, an ecosystem uh, to promote technology-based uh, companies and startups. And now we are, we, we are seeing a uh, uh, you know, a big evolution on that. Uh, that's more or less the general, the general scenario of the economics here in Colombia. And do many of those industries use suppliers that are local? For example, oil and gas, are they, are they relying on um, domestic suppliers of, of hardware and same with automotive? Or do they have to import a lot of the, um, uh, the materials, the circuit boards, the, the end products, what have you, in order to just actually, you know, manufacture or produce uh, domestically? Well, in reality, uh, 
these these uh, these these industries, they 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 did the same as as you probably know in U.S. The companies in U.S. Uh, did as well. You know, they started sending productions for electronics and many other things to China or Asia, and uh, uh, most of them they have offices, direct offices in in Asia. Um, but now what we are seeing is a comeback, a return from those productions coming back to 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 Colombia. And in general words, uh, electronic industry is not that strong, is, is not, not even represent any uh, percentage on the total uh, GDP uh, mm-hmm. because it's very small. So so we are we are, let's say, uh, fighting to to get uh, every day a new piece of the market, uh, convincing our locals to to trust in our local capabilities. You know, it is a, it is hard, but we are we're improving. <laughs> now I know that uh, Invertronica has customers in North America, including the U.S. Um, how long does it take to move product back and forth to the U.S. right now? You know, uh, look at Colombia is considered uh, for America like a near shore uh, possibility, meaning that we are less than far, four hour uh, distance flying to to Florida, to Texas, to, you know, some of those regions. So we can, we can uh, easily, we have a good logistics connections uh, with Miami mainly. And uh, what we can do is just uh, uh, move the product faster and, um, and obviously, our local labor cost is is pretty much uh, very different than, than than your price, than your cost, and even Mexico because uh, because we we also have a good capabilities, good uh, manpower with a lot of uh, you know knowledge, but still pretty low price. And when you're shipping product elsewhere in South America, is it typically done by by truck, by train, by or by plane? Well, it depends. But if you analyze geographically, Colombia is is located in a strategic, uh, yeah, you know, location because we are in the middle of Central America and South America. We're just in in equivalent distance. So we can fly to Buenos Aires in five hours, to Sao Paulo in five hours, or to New York in five hours. So, mm-hmm. so it's is is uh, so by 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 flight we can uh, we can cross the entire continent very quick because we are in an equivalent uh, distance. However, for the near uh, regions like Ecuador, Peru. Uh, some of the products uh, can go by, you know, by land uh, using trucks or mm-hmm. something like that, but not to not to Chile, not to Brazil, or not to Mexico, because we have a lack of infrastructure as well. Uh, what are the national laws like when it comes to protecting business IP? In my perspective, there are two main factors here. One of the things that we uh, is is that we consider our, our is a strong differentiator is the culture, because we are a, 
let's say, respectful people, people with honor, that we, you know, respect the the intellectual property of uh, those uh, customers and the ideas and the projects. So that's something that we basically uh, name as one key differentiator. And the other one uh, is obviously we protect the IPs uh, using, you know, legal terms, contracts, and using the regulation. Uh, even if we don't have and strong, you know, laws like you do, because you are number one <laughs> protecting intellectual property there <laughs> in the U.S. Uh, uh, we don't have that, you know, all of those uh, structures uh, to protect the, the IP. So we we rely on the contracts, uh, well uh, written, and all of those, uh, you know, documents. And obviously in, in our culture, those are the two factors. So... But a di- different, to, so, different from China. That if you sign a contract, or even if they say many things, <laughs> in less than two weeks, you have the same product out of the market. <laughs> it's pretty sad. Yeah, uh, there's a good friend of mine who calls the uh, the copyright in China is the is the right to copy. Uh, so. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so my understanding is that Columbia is very competitive on labor rates, you know, as, as you mentioned. Um, I've read, I have no idea if this is true, I've read that the average is somewhere in the neighborhood of $1,200 to $1,500 U.S. a month. Uh, is that correct? For, for an operator? Oh, no, no, no. For an operator, it's, it's less than that. It's, it's, it's almost... I mean, less, okay. If, if we're talking cost... Meaning our cost is uh, is around yeah. is around uh, nine hundred, right? Nine hundred, right? Okay. Nine hundred US dollars. What about an engineer? No, no, an engineer starts starts in fifteen hundred. That's cost. Fifteen hundred. Okay, so so operator is about nine hundred dollars a month US, an engineer about fifteen hundred dollars US a month. An associated engineer. What's the labor pool like there? Is it is finding personnel an issue for you? We try to cooperate and to work together with some of the educational institutions in order to help them train people or prepare technicians that in the future will be operators. And additionally to that, you know, as I mentioned, 10 years ago, the technology-based companies start to, to grow pretty much in a, in a faster pace. And um, all the country define a strategy and they are producing now more techie people, let's say developers, uh, mobile apps uh, developers, and people from the, from the technology industry, mm-hmm. which is more or less what is happening now. But even though we have a lack of more or less 50,000 positions or engineers uh, to develop technologies, only for the local industries, still. Do you feel that the uh, domestic universities and colleges produce a sufficient number of of capable engineers right now? They do produce uh, good and quality uh, resources. Uh, However, I believe that they have to move faster. And, you know, it is not not only the, the, the institutions, 
but also the, the new cultures of those millennials and the new Y generator generation, which is, you know, some of them, they don't want to, to, to study engineering, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> and that's, that is a, a global movement. I don't know why, but, mm-hmm. but in general, we have a good institutions uh, that can produce uh, or prepare uh, very good and talented uh, resources. My understanding is Invertronica is the largest of the uh, of the Colombian um, PCB assembly companies. Is that correct? Yes, that, that is correct. In Colombia, we let's say that the the PCB industry to to do the the only the the board the circuit board uh, is very tough to compete with China uh, because they have a uh, pretty much everything automated. Uh, however, in uh, in the integration, the situation is totally different because no matter what, you need a combination of the autom- automated line plus, you know, um, the operators, the hand labor, which is uh, where we get the biggest uh, competition and the biggest differentiator factors. So we have more or less around 100 people in our facility, and we are by far the largest integrator here in Colombia. What is the domestic electronics manufacturing environment like in general? Is it doing well right now, or have you been hit hard by COVID? COVID uh, was very tough for for the industry because... um, not because we get affected by by directly, but also because um, because all of our customers get impacted by mm-hmm. they close factories, they reduce, and the demand, the entire market demand uh, get uh, reduced, and then the productions uh, were were impacted as well. So obviously, 2020 was a tough year, even though. Uh, we we grow uh, almost sixty percent, uh, which is a pretty pretty good number, and uh, but but have been uh, very difficult times for us. Yeah, were uh, were many of your local competitors? Um, I'm I'm assuming they were affected as well. Did did many of them close, or have most of them managed to stay in business? Well, I know one of them, uh, they had to close, and, uh, but the other ones are, are, are moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my perspective, as I mentioned, there are a lot of startups uh, coming to market, and some of them, they, have, they, they are in an in a, in a, in a expansion stage. Companies that are in the IoT environment, companies that are in the smart grid industries, and renewables, and many others that are creating uh, hardware to support their solutions. So there are a lot of uh, companies uh, producing hardware for uh, from from here in Colombia to do international expansion. So mm-hmm. I believe there are a compensation of you know. So many companies are still moving. Okay. Now let's talk about Invertronica Group. Uh, you have at least, what, three companies in that collective. Uh, there's, there is uh, Tecrea, which performs hardware design and development. 
there is uh, Los Componentes. Did I say that right? Los Compon Componentes. Los Componentes, which is a component distributor, and Col Sorquitos, which is the largest EMS company in the country. And you can do bareboard fabrication and component assembly, correct? That's correct, Mike. And, um, and yes, uh, we start in a garage doing uh, PCBs <laughs> a long time ago. And, and after that, we start producing, uh, you know, larger uh, PCBAs and uh, doing assembly and growing the company. However, we, in, in, you know, from the time, what you do is you, you develop skills. So we create an, an entire network that, you know, understand how to buy uh, components very well. That's the reason why we created uh, Los Componentes, which is a company that today is, uh, is uh, e-commerce to sell uh, components. And, uh, and many customers, they request local support. Hey, uh, I want to change this. I want to modify this functionality. And they came to us with those requirements. And, and obviously, if you try to buy uh, or do a manufacturing in China, they, they only ask you, send me the payments, send me the files, and they deliver to you whatever you request. Different to us is that we basically can provide services, which sometimes we understand that customers need uh, this kind of uh, support uh, because they don't know exactly the, you know, the, the, the details of uh, what is required in a production. And we, we give them local support and they love it. And, um, and that's why we create uh, uh, the product development company, which is Teclea. Uh, and, and that company is, uh, is totally focused on product development. Not only the electronics, but also the case. Also, uh, we even are supporting product certification in some cases, mm -hmm. which is uh, which is a good value to to some of the customers. The photos I've seen of your factory look very nice. Um, what can you tell us about uh, just you know the physical plant? And are all the companies located in the same facility, or do you have them in different locations? <laughs> well, we, we even consider ourselves uh, small. Uh, we are in a, in a building here in the middle of Medellin. And this building is a sixth floor. And all the companies are uh, located here. Uh, but we split it and designed the, the layouts accordingly with the best practices of the industry. You know, uh, the assembly line, the PCB production, Everything was designed according to regulation and according to standards. So, so our facility is, uh, is 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 big enough for the market that we that we have here. Mm -hmm. However, and, we are capable to grow uh, depending of the demand, of course. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned you have 100 employees. Is that across all three companies? Uh, yes. Mainly, I mean, most of the employees or integrants, they are they are in Colcircuitos, which is the assembly or the PCBA company, right? Because the engineering is not that big. Okay. Uh, you have do you have multiple SMT lines? 
we have six uh, SMT uh, lines and um, enough capacity to for, for you know for the production. We we consider ourselves as a s small to medium PCBA uh, factory, right? So we can produce uh, nearly between fifty to hundred thousand pieces a month locally, which is which is good for for Latin America. <laughs> Oh, sure, sure. So, um, and then uh, can you do, uh, you, you can do inspection and test uh, there as well? Uh, yes, definitely. We have, uh, for APC 1 and 2, we do have equipment. Uh, when we have to go to level 3, we don't have an X-ray machine inside. So we outsource that service. That's the only thing that we have so, so from time to time. But the rest, we can do it yeah, locally. What about uh, sort of specialty services like rework and repair? No, we don't, we don't do any maintenance. Basically, we only do or provide support or post-sale support uh, and give warranties, mm -hmm. depending on the, of the production. But we don't have a staff for that, and we don't want to add entering that particular market. We have partners for that. Now, you also do bareboard fabrication. Are you the only fabricator in Colombia? Yeah, yeah. we have a, a competitor, which is, uh, let's say, five times our size, oh. only for the PCV, only for the yeah. PCV line. They, they, they can produce uh, higher volumes than us. <laughs> and uh, we understand that that is not the main focus of our business. Actually, if I tell you, that only represents 10% uh, of our business. I see. But we are pretty much focused on the integration. Yeah. Uh, would you do bareboard fabrication for a company that you weren't actually doing assembly and integration for? We do have some of those customers as well. And uh, depending on the specifications, we can produce the, the board only the board and do the integration here, mm -hmm. but also sometimes requirements are very specific and we request the boards uh, from, from some Asian partners. And then we bring them here and then we do the integration uh, locally, yeah. right? Okay. What's the component situation been like there? I mean, in the US, it's, uh, it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Now you mentioned the toughest question of the entire interview, my friend. I mean, look, you know, if, if you've got the answer, everyone's going to want to hear it. <laughs> it's a mess for everybody. No, I don't no, care whether no, they're big no. or small. Look at this. Everyone's I'm... having some parts. <laughs> wow. Everybody is having a hard time with, uh, with this particular uh, topic because, um, because, I don't know, when we get so dependent on the on the Asian producers of semiconductors, and this is uh, this is something that probably the entire world is awakening, uh, but uh, now we are having exactly the same situation as you. Fortunately, we have good partners. Uh, last year, we signed a, a, a you know a very special agreement with DigiKey there in US, and. Um, and through them, we, we can go that directly to, you know, vendors that we never get contact with. And um, we have a very good 
uh, let's say supply chain of the on the on the components. However, this is this is a nightmare. This is crazy. Many companies are impacted, affected by by this situation. Even even the new design of the new product design that we are doing, we are changing the entire architecture of the firmware that we create. Let me go deeper a little bit on this. You know, firmware is designed for a specific hardware. However, when you change your mind, you can create drivers that can apply for one specific microprocessor, and then we can swap it to another one if you do the right thing in the firmware. So we are trying to adapt the way we, we do the firmware to this new reality. In that way, we can create products that are more flexible when, when they go to production stages. You know, one of the reasons I was eager to speak with you, you know, one was in part because I hadn't spoken with anybody who was uh, involved in the Colombian EMS industry, but also, you know, having that design, fabrication and assembly all in one factory is is hard to find these days, right? I mean, there's just not that many companies that, that do that all in one place. That has to be a huge advantage in terms of being able to communicate back and forth, because no matter how electronic we make our processes, right? There's nothing like being able to just walk across floor or whatever and talk to the person that's doing the building the very thing that you're designing. That's got to be a huge advantage. It is, uh, and it is for for both sides. It's a win-win relationship. Look at this. Some of the companies, no matter the size, they want to create a product or transform a digital one of the analog products they have, they have been producing. And they usually, what they do is just hire an engineer and they try to develop uh, uh, the, this, the circuit board or the electronics for, to, to, to do the objective or to, to get to the, to the product. However, they don't have notion of the production. What are the particularities? Mm-hmm. We can integrate the entire view of not only the design, but also the, produ- the production considerations, the IP protection, the energy protection, the, um, even the case, usability, or user interface, many other considerations that, that, that are required when you want to, to create a product uh, for any specific market or application, right? And, um, and obviously our design people, our engineers, they are, uh, we have internal process when we work together and we do the, the you know, the multidisciplinary uh, meetings to evaluate uh, from the design to the production, the, the entire process. And that's, that is a real, real uh, advantage, of course. Mm-hmm. Now, as we mentioned, you draw customers from a range of countries. Uh, geographically, where are you most successful right now? Historically, we have been mainly focused on uh, Colombian market, and that's pretty much our, our focus. However, uh, I joined the company uh, as a partner uh, one and a half year ago, and, um, and one of my visions is to go international. And mm-hmm. what, what I'm doing, and this is the reason why I'm here with you, Mike, is because I want to go to U.S. and Canada markets. I know that there are 
at this moment, a big movement of all of those companies trying to bring back their productions. They are trying to, you know, relocate or repatriate their productions to America or to some place nearby. And I know Mexico is taking advantage of this situation. And, uh, and I, I want you to tell, uh, you know, American companies that they can, they can rely on us because we are very near, we have quality and they can, and they can produce either 100% of part of their uh, electronics manufacturing here with us or even design products if they want it. My guest today has been Jorge Cardona of Invertronica Group, Colombia's leading EMS company. Jorge, I hope you'll join us again sometime soon. Oh, Mike, thank you so much for your time, my friend. I believe this is a great opportunity for us to show what we can do. And I hope that we can uh, meet again soon and have this opportunity to show even more. We have good news uh, coming for, for you, that you will love it. So for PCB Chat, this is Mike Buto. Have a nice day. Hey.